That's kind of creepy. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's a little bit creepy. That's a little bit creepy. Hey, what's happening? Facebook, YouTube, Twitch world out there. It's Mac and Eric on your Indian Invasion shorts episode Wednesday night where we talk about all things gaming and sometimes games. And tonight we're going to talk about a game. We're going to wait a little bit though, see if anybody joins us. And if not, that's okay. Cause we can run our mouths. That's we fine. can banter with the best of them, right? You call you can you call it banter. I call it running our mouths. But I think essentially it's the same thing. What have you been up to this week, Eric? Well, I cleaned my desk off because I got tired of having twenty different half done projects, so I can concentrate on just two. So and you still have twenty different projects. It's well, just you can see them. Doesn't help. I started by cleaning a little bit. I dug out some stuff to finish off. Um, and I've been trying to prime all the MDF buildings I got right. for Urban Manhunt. Uh, finish priming my little cemetery I got to use in for Rain and Hell. Right. So I've been working on that. Um, uh, working on finishing up some models. Um, other than that, I did a lot of reading. <laughs> I bet you did. I <laughs> bet the most you did. reading I've done in a while. Right. Right. See, my problem is when I clean off my desk, I inevitably find another model that I go, oh, man, that would work work really good in insert game name here. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I put and then I put it in the little pile off to the side. I should I should work on these. I should definitely paint these. What's up, Spaz? We have been joined by the illustrious Spaz. From the Great White North. Great White North. Go check out his YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to mess up the name, so I'm going to going to go to YouTube because I'm subscribed to his channel and you should go and subscribe to his channel as well. It's called teaching with board games. Yep. So go check it out. He's got cool stuff on there. Free plug. Bam. There you go. I am. There you go. Spaz. There, you go. there you go. Spaz. Not, not that we're, I mean, we are worldwide. You know, we got like two people in Australia and, <laughs> but that's still worldwide. That's Heck still yeah. worldwide. Um, so I haven't worked on anything this week because I took my wife to Fernandina Beach in Florida for a couple of days to give her a break because she works at the hospital. And you can imagine how the hospital is. It's a little bit crazy and 12-hour shifts can make you loony. So we I have been in Fernandina Beach. However, I was also doing a little bit of reading. Most likely the same thing that you were reading, my friend. And what is that that we are going to be talking about? So tonight, we're gonna, ready for it, Mac? Bam! We're gonna be talking about Horizon War series by Precent Omega Publishing. And this stuff was written by Roby Jenkins. It's out of the UK, this company. Um, We actually uh, got word of this from Roby. He kind of, he sent us an email and said, hey guys, you know, we've got this game you guys want to check out. And we've been kind of working through it. Um, So it's, it's, we probably should have jumped in this a little bit sooner, but you know, life and it it happens. We we have gotten to it and watch this. I'm even going to in the comments section. I'm going to throw up a link and you can check out Precinct Omega's YouTube channel as well. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, you that's go, right. he's, yeah. He's got a good. He's got some really. He does um, chats almost weekly, I think. Yeah. And he also does. Uh, he has some uh, instructional videos on how to play his games. So we are going to be checking out Horizon Wars. Now, there's actually 
three iterations of the game. So mm -hmm. we have, and as you all know, Mr. Hard Copy here, I had to, <laughs> Roby was kind enough to send us PDFs of the book, and that was really awesome. I was so grateful for it. But I had to buy, you know, I had to buy the books. I, that's just me. I had to buy them anyway. So you've got Horizon Wars, which is the, the initial game. This one was published by Osprey. Mm -hmm. And I was watching actually one of Roby's live videos. And he is going to, as I understand it, be printing this from his side. So for, from Precinct Omega Publishing. So this is going to be reprinted. I just got an older copy. I think I got it off eBay. Um, mm -hmm. But this is your two to 10 millimeter version of the game. We'll get into the history of it in a little bit. And then you have the one I like, which is Zero Dark. And I like that one because it's 28 millimeter. Yeah, it's your basic skirmish level, small teams of what, three to six models. Yeah, exactly. Like and, you know, easy to play kind of thing. And then the last one, the newest one is Infinite Dark. And that one's going to be basically your space battles which yeah. is pretty cool. Now, the nice thing about this is they're all set in the same universe, which is, I mean, it's super cool. There's also supplements you can get via War Game Vault. Yeah, well, I, I think actually, a lot of this stuff you can get at War Game Vault if you just want a PDF. Yes, you can, and you'll find the link for um, the Horizon Wars stuff in the description of this video on YouTube. I don't know how that translates over to the other platforms that it's on, but I did put it in the, the YouTube description so that you can get over to War Game Vault and buy. Because there's actually a bundle on there right now. So you can oh. get a you, Yeah, there's a bundle that they have going on right now. So you can get a bunch of the stuff if, if you like um, the whole PDF thing that is not me. The mini warm up says, cool, two millimeter. I get a bag of rice and start painting. Yes, you can. <laughs> and you can glue them onto the base of your, but no, see, you can do that. You just glue one grain of rice onto yep. the base of your Battletech miniature. And you're like, that's my dude. And that's, that's actually very true of this game. The, one of the things that this whole series is, it's agnostic. You can use yes. whatever you can find or yeah. build, which he has a lot of examples in the books of stuff that he's scrap build which yep. I think is kind of a neat thing about it. And and I can't actually wait to get to Infinite Dark because I had an idea while I was on vacation and I'm excited to share it. So, okay. I, oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. So, give us um give us kind of an overview. Okay, quick Eric. overview. I'll throw in I'll throw in some of the stuff that I thought was neat about uh the world. Okay, so it's 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 your sci-fi world. So you're in the future. It's, uh, I think, 23rd century. So I think he actually has a date in one of the books. It's 2216, something like that. And the, basically all the games take place after this big event happened to Earth. It's hit by a, a major asteroid that causes natural disasters, volcanoes, um, you know, this kind of fallout where almost the whole world is covered in ash. Right. So hence the... You know, the dark theme. Um, right. And through this, there are aliens, which I, I we That's both think part is I like. That's the part I like. And the aliens are actually former colonists of Mars and Venus that come to Earth to try and help them, whether they want it or not. Help them. Yeah. Help them. So that's kind of the rough story, right? And I mean. Yeah. It it's kind of gritty, you know, yeah. dark, which is yeah. a little, and, you know, 
I wouldn't call it uh I wouldn't call it like a grim dark. No. Like that 40k over the top where there's there's nothing good. But I, I would call it it's it's kind of post-apocalyptic. I know the whole asteroid thing makes it apocalyptic, but yeah, I mean, like um that's just on Earth though. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So so you have there's a lot more you can do with it, but it, it's it's kind of a unique setting, I think. Uh, um, with the the asteroid and the whole the 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 okay, so the thing that really appealed to me was that the aliens were just other humans that were colonists, human colonists from Earth that were just coming back, and I thought that was kind of neat because then it gives you a little you can start inserting all these the little twists of your different human factions, having them look kind of however you want. So I already built one crew for myself, and it's uh the trauma salvage team mm -hmm. and mine are earthlings. So I was able to use some just typical post-apocalyptic models, but I could totally see using more high tech looking. Um, I don't know, like uh, the Antares game, I, the gates of Antares games using some of those models. Cause they're a little more, more high tech looking. I could see using them for uh, the Martians and, you know, so there's, there's a lot of freedom in that. I see, Spaz has a question up there. You want to? That's a good yeah. question. So here, let's let's do his first part. And I think this is actually a subject we could cover on when we do our regular shorts. Yeah. Um, he's talking about um, a friend has a huge issue with miniatures agnostic because models have different base sizes and therefore can provide movement advantages. Um, and he wanted to know what we thought. Real quick, I think in a competitive competitive atmosphere, yes. You know, you're going to have people that are trying to, you know, squeak that advantage out. But the thing about miniature agnostic games a lot of times is it's a casual game. Mm -hmm. We're playing them with friends to have fun. And very narrative driven. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 re and realistically, the only game that I've seen, okay, I can see other advantages, but I don't see a movement advantage unless you're playing something like Song of Blades and Heroes. Because in Song of Blades and Heroes, when you move, you have a movement stick and you put your model at the front of the movement stick right here and you put the front of their base. Then when you move them, you move them to the back of their base. So if you have a big base, obviously you're getting more, a lot more distance out of that. But 99% of skirmish games is you're moving from front of base to front of base. Yeah. So the size of your base is really irrelevant in your moving it can affect combat a little bit. If you're way over the top, say you have a guy who should really be on a 25 mil, but you got him on a 50 mil. That's a little extreme, but realistically. Yeah. And realistically with the agnostic stuff, you're looking at people have them on 20, 25, 30, 32 millimeter bases right in there. And I mean, those are, that's minuscule. I don't think it's a big deal, but that's me. And I'm playing narrative non-competitive anyway. So yeah, we may have to, dive into that a little more in another chat clear bases clear bases <laughs> who cares about the size just make sure it's clear so real quick let's go over some of the other stuff about the world so we did mention it's agnostic yep. um you build custom teams three to six miniatures with upgrades skills uh they have scenario based uh missions which are kind of neat you're typical um right. but you can link them i you know to make a narrative arc for the games yep um, and then the game also has advanced options for characters, uh, hence the e EWOs. So 
that's kind of neat. It's got a lot going on in it that uh, I, I like in the book when he's first talking about in, in the, both the books, they say this, that as you're just getting into it, just do it basic. You know, don't yeah. add in a lot, you know, everything in the kitchen sink until you kind of get a feel for it. But then when you're ready, there's a ton that you can throw in there. Or if you're never ready, you keep it right at that real simple, yeah. Um, you know, you beer and pretzels kind of yeah. kind of skirmish game that's not going to be super heavy to to do anything with. But I think everybody that listens to us generally knows that we're we're targeting narrative driven stuff, mm -hmm. and this is very narrative driven. You, again, you're telling a story, and uh, Roby has some great little stories oh, throughout. Yeah. You know, little blurbs on the side of the page that are um, like diary know, entries, almost. Some, yeah, of some of them are journal entry kind of things, and so they kind of they kind of get you in the, the the groove of the game. So that's kind of neat, and I also like that they're available in hardcover because mm -hmm. you know, y'all know I I can't help it, man. It's an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> so real. yeah, the basically the core rules for both games are pretty easy to jump right into yeah. and play. And, um, you know, I, I think both games too, one of the things that I kind of got out of from reading the books are that terrain can play a big factor yeah. in the games. It almost kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, infinity a little bit, you know, that's a pretty terrain heavy type of game. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's a, a sci-fi type element. It seems like sci-fi games, you tend to want more yeah. of that. Yeah. They do seem that way. You know, it kind of gets you in the theme, I guess a little bit. Yeah. And, um, this is that type of game that is neat. You can go, you know, high tech, crisp and clean if you want. But then again, if you're on earth, there was kind of an apocalypse. So yeah, yeah. you can have your ruins and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's exactly what I did with my crew is minor kind of a mix of some of them still have military uniforms on others mm -hmm. have t-shirts and jeans and really cool high tech looking weapons. But uh, I used some of my stuff from my Zombicide Invader, some okay. of the heroes perfect. from there. That's yeah, really because, perfect. Yeah, that. because they really they really run the whole gamut of styles. The the models yeah. are really perfect for the game if you think about it, because you have your super high tech looking guys, and then you have basically what looks like your next door neighbor who got caught up in the apocalypse and happens to have a really cool sci-fi space gun and he's going to town. So that yeah. was pretty cool. And I've been using, I've got, I think I've got uh, one core space model in there. So there's a lot of crossover there too, for many of the games we've talked about star. We haven't talked about Stargrave yet, but Stargrave core space, um, horizon wars. If you, if you're interested in even one of those, being that two of them are miniatures agnostic, you only have to buy one set of minis really and a guy here and there for whatever you want. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. something we wanted to look at uh, when we look at games on the shorts shows is we came up with like three little elements where we give you an overview and then we wanted to go over uh, something that stands out to us and what we really like about the game. So, um, something that stands out to us, whether it's the system world, it's easy to jump into. Maybe it's a, a, a building, you know, building your team type of element. Uh, one of the things, the first thing that stands out to me is the universe. And we, we've kind of yeah. mentioned this earlier that it's just the, the universe they built for this game is so deep 
uh, whether yeah. if you're on the planet or if you're in the space, if you're doing the space battle game, it's just, it's huge. And um, there's so many things that you can, you know, little moments of time to play in that world. I think yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and like I said at the beginning, my I'm, I'm probably going to migrate more towards the zero dark just because it's skirmish. I got tons of mm -hmm. terrain for it. But the other thing that we had talked about as well that's really unique is I always like a new kind of dice mechanic. And maybe this isn't new. Maybe it's just new to me. But I really, really like the dice mechanic in this game. So you're using D12s. Now, we had a little bit of experience with D12s being brought into a game when we, when we got into Rain and Hell. Mm -hmm. But those were just for the initiative. This is actually for your gameplay. So you have a target number, and you'll have X number of D12s that you're going to roll. And whatever that target number is, that's what, you, that's what you're looking for. So if you're looking for a 15, you can add your target numbers, or you can add your numbers on your dice together in order to achieve whatever that target number yeah. is. So it's really, it's just, it's super unique. And at first, when you look at it, you're kind of like, okay, this is a little overly complicated, but then it, you, you give it a try. You just, you just roll a handful of dice and go, oh, okay, well, it's actually kind of, I wouldn't say it's intuitive because it's so different from what probably all of us are accustomed to. When we, when, you know, when we're throwing dice in a skirmish game, you're throwing, mm -hmm. you know, if you're an orc player, you're throwing 10,000 D sixes and looking for fives and sixes kind of thing. But it, so it's not intuitive, but it's pretty easy. And I, that, I thought that that was really unique because I just really like something new. Yeah. And it was, it's nice as uh, they, you know, using that system in all the games makes it real easy to yeah. jump from one or the other. If you want to do the, the skirmish team, or if you want to go out in space and battle, you know, some pirates and stuff like that, yeah. it's the same system. It's just, exactly. it's a, you know, a little bit different. Maybe you have different modifiers for it. Or, right. Tweak here, you know, tweak there. I yeah. think, I think what, um, now that you just said that what resonated with me with the game is I'm a really big fan of song of blades and heroes rule set. It's beer and pretzels, super easy. And you can play anything with yeah. the rule set. So there's all of these different games. There's uh, space games. There's zombie games. There's fantasy games. There's just everything. And so that's kind of that's kind of what this reminds me of. In that you have these different settings, even though it's the same world, you know, the same story arc. You mm -hmm. have these different settings, but you're not having to relearn a rule set. You're not. Yeah one space set of rules and then one skirmish set of rules and then one large scale set of rules. So you can break out your battle tech minis and march them across the table because you know, big stompy robots. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on, big stompy robots every day, which uh, is a, a neat element of the game. It's kind of like if, if that's a layer you want to add on to yeah. it for complexity and stuff like that, that's there. You, yeah, you don't absolutely. have to, but you can easily add that and other things into it to add more strategy and more tactics and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tyler says he has some rumble slam minis that he'd throw in for zero dark. All right. Get on. Look, they're having a bundle sale on war game vault. What are you waiting for? $12.99. Come on now. So a third thing that stood out to me that makes this different is um, now we've seen cards used in some games. Yep. Um, this game, the, the horizon wars, 
they use uh, a straight playing card deck with the jokers in there and it basically runs an ai so uh depending what format you play if you play solo if you play you know player versus player team or whatever they have this deck that controls kind of like an ai that's gives it your spontaneous weird variety of the game uh you know like a third party almost right and i think that's kind of neat um it's different it may take a lot of getting used to like i me and mac were saying earlier that you i think the first couple times playing it i would need a cheat sheet for this because it's based on numbers and the suits that show up and you know what things will happen they may attack you they may move or you know so it has that just spontaneous thing that in your combat could happen and one of the charts so there's a <laughs> uh, she, yes, you can put Elasta Ape in Spaz. Every game. Uh, Spaz. You can put Elasta Ape in Zero Dark. Uh, from this point on, you can put Elasta Ape. You have the Indian Invasion stamp of approval. Elasta Ape goes in every single game. Period. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but on the on the roster for Zero Dark, there is a little chart on the bottom. I mean, you can't really see this. And I know you guys listening on the podcast can't see it, but there's a little chart on there. And I don't know if it's everything you need, but it's at least some point of reference that you would have right on your roster sheet. So that's that's kind of nice too. And like we said too, one of the other things that was really nice about the game was the ways that you can play it. Now the first, the first two are, I think what I really like, because as far as a traditional skirmish game, there's so many of them. There's so many traditional skirmish games. So what I like is the solo and co-op. Yeah, co-op's kind of cool. I like that. If you read about the co-op, it's basically you're controlling. I mean, if you got five of your buddies over, and so my my team is four people. So my, my trauma team is four people. So if I got four of us over, we can all play one person in that and yeah. go against the AI. And I think that's kind of cool. I like the co-op. It, it it reminds me of the co-op nature of Zombicide. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got one yeah. person, you're working together, and that's such a really neat dynamic in a game because it's not what you're usually doing. You're try, usually trying to blow your buddy's head off in yeah. the game. And yeah. so to be on the same side, I think is kind of a cool concept. And then, of course, once COVID started, Solo was the thing. Yeah. So I really like the solo rules. Those are the two I think for me that are those resonate the most with me out of this game is that really the co-op. I like the co-op idea. <laughs> okay, so looking at our clock, we should probably move into what we like about the game. So yes, whether it's a game system models or fluff um, and we touched on this and I'm going to jump right out and say i love the multiple ways of playing yep. like we we just said solo co-op team versus um it's kind of what do you want out of the game what do you want yes. to make of the game not only just the play style but like i mentioned all the variety you have for building teams or yeah. adding different layers um of how like complex onion. like an onion like an onion there or we go ogre. 
or an ogre. Except you, you just won't be crying unless <laughs> I don't know. You might be crying. I might be. Depends on your dice rolling. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I might just be crying just just because I might feel like crying. Who knows? And um, I mean, you can do either your one-off. Uh, skirmish, skirmish scenarios, or you could do something that's a campaign. I there's so many ways to play the yeah. game that I think that's it gives longevity to the game. That yeah, you know, I, I like the um, I, I like the agnostic part. I'm you know I always struggle with this, and we've had a couple discussions about this. Is it's hard to keep pumping support into a game once you buy the rule book when it's miniatures agnostic. Um, but I like that part of it because it allows you the fluff feeds into allowing you to use all these diverse types of sci-fi models, mm. not really aliens, not really aliens, but I mean, that's okay. You don't have to have, I mean, you could put aliens in if you want, but it allows you that real diverse choice of models. Like I said, I've already been digging through my core space models. I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch of stuff from CP models and some of the Gates of Antares models, and just stuff sprinkled all over the place that would work well. And of course, as Spaz already pointed out, Elasta Ape. <laughs> no, I mean, he's going to put that in every game, Elasta man. He's going to be in every single game. I got to figure out how to get Elasta Ape in the Drowned Earth. And uh, those are the those are the next two that he needs to be in. He might need a different paint job for Twisted, though. I don't think he looks quite steampunk enough with his elastomer. Yeah, just glue some gears on him. Just glue some gears on him. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, there, there's so so much about it. I mean, so to be honest, we barely even scratched the surface on. We didn't even hardly talk about Infinite Dark. We've mostly talked about. Well, Zero I'll dark. bring up a point that I really like about Infinite Dark okay. is similar to, you know, Zero Dark is there's different levels of gameplay. I mean, it has the same modes, but right. it also has, uh, they call it, uh, what do they call it? The command, three three levels of command. So you can right. do like your small fighter ships, you know, your one man right. ships, or then you can do your kind of short range uh, mining vessels, you know more along the lines of say your firefly crew you know just small right. crew all the way up to big capital ships you know like the opening sequence of star wars how did you go firefly when you like the millennium falcon way better than well how did well, you there's only go? two guys on the falcon man. <laughs> well they can pull it together you know what i'm saying come on I, I just you just surprised me there i didn't think you were gonna go firefly but you know, there's those levels, and then I also like one of the things that they add into it, and it kind of to me adds that little thing of uh realism, I guess, when you think of space, is yeah. it has how your heading is different from your vector. So at the end of your turn, you're gonna move the ship, whatever its vector is, not its heading. So it's kind of that drift, right? Element. And that that was um actually the Battlestar Galactica game. That did came that, out that I picked up. Yes. Okay. Yes, it absolutely did. I that. think that's a neat concept. Oh, I, in I, any I, kind it, of ship game because man, you cool. can't plan for that stuff. You, you got so much going on, and yeah. then it's like, oh yeah, I got to drift. Yeah, it's a super <laughs> cool element, and and I, what I like you were saying, what I like about that is it, it makes you think a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, not not in a bad way. Not like overcomplicating, but sort of adding again that unique element. Yeah. Um, now. I know in the Battlestar Galactica, it did make the learning curve a little higher. Okay. And I haven't put this one on the table yet. So I don't know 
how that learning curve is. I think the mechanics are easy enough that I couldn't, I couldn't see it being extra complicated. Well, and I think the, the, the bonus part of, for both games um, is that you don't have a whole lot of stats, you know, right. there's like yes. four stats and action wise, there's not a whole lot of actions yeah. that you have to think about too. Yep. Um, but I mean, it can be, deep if you want it to be it's just yep. how much do you want to throw into it how many you know you talk about your pilots for your ships you can start upgrading them one of the other things that i really liked with the pilots and the space game is that you can add a like a history to them and an yeah. attitude so it gives them kind of a, a bonus or like a, a one-time power type of thing right you can make them your han solo yeah you or can your totally Malcolm make them whichever one you want whichever one you want to make them Absolutely. So I think I think the long and short of it is if you're looking for a sci-fi game that has a, a really cool overarching story for different settings. A lot of variety. And yeah. I mean, you can play everything from putting your Battletech miniatures on the table mm -hmm. to putting whatever space models, whether you have Star Trek models, uh, Star Wars models the old Babylon five models, whatever ones you have, you can throw them on the table and use all of that stuff within. Now I would like to point out too, though, uh, I threw a link up for precinct Omega, the uh, Roby's website in the link or in the description on this video on YouTube. And he does have models available. That's now, right, I, don't, he does. I don't know that I don't know who, if I don't think they're from him, I think they're someone else that uh, he sells them, but they're made, they, they fit perfectly, particularly mm -hmm. in infinite dark and just horizon wars. So less the 28 millimeter, more the big space battles and the, you know, 10 millimeter battle tech ish kind of stuff. So you can check those out too. And that's a really cool way to be able to continue to support the game even though it's miniature agnostic and we've discussed this before being we got to come up with a term for it being kind of miniatures agnostic mm -hmm. a game like relic blade where there are miniatures and you can keep buying them to keep supporting the game but well, you can look at this, all your other stuff and look at the supplements that roby puts out you yes. know he's he's adding new story elements to it or adding uh more you know chunk that you can put into it like one of the supplements you can add robots and big monsters and in, into it you know like a mutant or something uh I, so that's one way to kind of expand the gameplay right right so that's that's the long and short of it check it out uh you go over to war game vault and you can check out the pdfs go to the link precinct omega and you can order stuff there um i do know that uh on uh, War Game Vault. So for Horizon War Zero Dark, you can purchase uh, the copy in hard copy, but not if you get the bundle. Okay. So if you if you get the bundle, you're just getting the PDFs. But uh, I haven't picked up the hardcover of the supplement Operation Nemesis, which is the one for Zero Dark. So I haven't picked that one up yet. Um, I, I suspect... I see you doing that soon. Shh. I'm looking at your finger right now. 
don't see look if it's down. switching. Mouse is over here. <laughs> you don't see any of this kind of movement going on over here. I was doing pretty good. I was looking at the camera and I wasn't even on the screen. So, cause I was looking, but anyway, anyway, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Indian invasion shorts. We encourage you to go check this out. Uh, there's also a Facebook group. I did not get the link up for that, but there's a couple of them actually, yeah, depending on what game you want to play. Right. Right. So you can check out, go check out the precinct Omega page. And then from there, you can get to Zero Dark, Infinite Dark, and just straight Horizon Wars. But remember also that with the Horizon Wars, there's going to be a new copy of it coming out because yeah. the original was printed by Osprey, and this new one is going to be from Precinct Omega Publishing. So that means I will probably need another copy because I'm sure that some stuff is going to be changed and I will need it. But yeah. thank you for joining us, guys. You can check us out on... Our podcast, which is on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, all of those other super cool places that so generously and kindly throw our voices out into the interwebs and the world and into your ears. You can also (laughs) check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. The Discord channel is doing very well, so get over there. Lots of pictures getting posted of people working on stuff, games Mm -hmm. being played, so it's a lot of fun over there. And you can check out the link right there for our Discord and also any games that you know about that you wanted to throw at throw at us that maybe we haven't heard about that you think you think are cool or if you're writing a game, um, let us know and you can shoot us an email at indieinvasion at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you because we like talking to you guys. You're pretty cool. Also, the CoastalCon website has links to all of these cool places that we've been talking about. So it has links to our Podbean. It has links to YouTube, Facebook, all that fun stuff. And it is also the main website for CoastalCon, which will be coming up in February 2022. So I will begin the planning process probably next month. I have the CoastalCon shirt on. Oh, man, the collector one. This is OG. This is is original, man. You can't get one of these. That's a special one. Uh, This is pre-CoastalCon 1. So this will be CoastalCon 3 coming up. So check that out. You can also check us out over on Patreon. We throw some stuff up over there. Everything is free. You don't have to join and follow. But if you feel like throwing a couple quarters at us or even a couple of pennies. We appreciate it. We love the support. We would love the support, but don't feel, don't feel compelled. We'll be here anyway, but you might need to feel compelled to go check out our red bubble store, which has really cool stuff like coffee cups, clocks, comforters, socks, shower curtains, shower curtains, whatever you could possibly <laughs> imagine. It's got it. Um, we, we recommend the coffee cups because they're probably the best. So we just recommend the, co- I recommend the coffee cups. Um, but you can go get what you want. So that's the new one is Redbubble. And we are pretty excited about that because it's pretty cool stuff. But you can also check out for any merchandise. You can go over to Unipolar Games and you can check out their store as well because they have coffee cups and Indie Invasion t-shirts as well. So please feel free. Oh, and tape measures. You can get any kind of tape measure. He does lots of custom work. So in fact, if you're designing a game and you need a Horizon Wars Infinite Dark tape measure, he can do one for you. If you need a twisted tape measure, he's already got some. So go over and check those out. And yes, I need that paper book. That is a true statement. <laughs> All right, guys, we will catch you later. And while you're out there playing your games and having fun and learning all these new games, painting your models and just generally hobbying Remember to prepare yourself for the invasion.